ओम वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटिप्रभ निर्विघ्न कुर मे देवर्वकारु सर्वदा गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्री गुरव नम गुणातीतर ब्रह्म भगवान्षोत्तम जनो जानद सत्यम मुच्यते ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते रुद्राय ओम नमो भगवते श्री स्वामीनारायणाय नमो नमः सर्वे गुरुभ्यो नमः ओम श्री कृष्णाय नमः ओम श्री रामचंद्राय नमः ओम सूर्याय नमः ओम नक्षत्र विघ्नमते नमः ओम कालकंडकटाय नमः ओम आत्मने नमः ओम परमात्मने नमः ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः अथ गुरुस्त्र अखंडमंगलाकार तत्पम दर्शित येन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम अज्ञानतिमरांदनशलाकया चक्षुरुम मिलित येन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम गुर्ब्रह्म गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेशर गुरुरव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम ध्यानमूल गुरोर्मूर्ति मंत्रमूल गुरोर्वाक्यम पूजामूल गुरोर्पदम मोक्षमूल गुरोर्कृपा ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः वी हैव बीन कॉन्टम्प्लेटिंग ऑन वर्स नंबर थ्री ऑफ गुरु स्त्रोत्रम एंड वी आर गोइंग टू कंटिन्यू फ्रॉम अ डिफरेंट एंगल टुडे वी हैव टॉक्ड अबाउट टू सम एक्सटेंट सम ऑफ द मेडिफिजिक्स रिगार्डिंग द स्वर्ग लोकस द पाताल लोक एंड वेर वी आर इन फ्रॉम आर पर्टिक्युलर लोकेशन एंड दैट इज भूर लोका so bhur loka is the earth plane the swarga loka is actually composed of these seven lokas on top so you know sometimes those seven are just given one name swarga but actually there there bhuvar loka swarga loka mahar loka jan loka tap loka and satya loka and satya lok is the abode of brahma ji and then under and then below the earth plane you've got the atal vital sutal talatal mahatal rasatal and patal and then outside the brahmand outside the 14 lokas there's actually divine light everywhere outside and inside that is called chidakash we will talk about that uh, at some point in the future uh, regarding what is chidakash because actually everything is existing within chidakash this is the metaphysics this physical uh, space we see that is uh, actually evolved out of tamogun so that is it's like a non existence um but that is not that is a that is a part of mahamaya the chidakash <coughs> is conscious space and that is pervading everywhere within the brahmand and outside the brahmand also so there is a lot of metaphysics which we have not gone through yet we have just only touched just the surface of it so far uh the metaphysics in the vedantic tradition or what we call sanatana dharma is so intense uh that it it requires you know good 10 to 15 hours per day to scratch the surface of it that is how profound the metaphysics actually is in the scriptures and it is very confusing to a lot of people also that is why the metaphysical reality that is 
that has been discovered over thousands of years um, is in the tradition itself. So that's the beauty of the Hindu tradition, Sanatana Dharma, that even children are exposed to that high-level metaphysics in a very simple way. You know, so there is this metaphysical understanding of Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha. So there's that, you know, those beings of Brahmaji, Vishnuji, the actual Bhagwan Shankar, who they are, what they are, we cannot imagine. Because they are Sarvagna, we cannot imagine who they are. They're beyond our imagination. Nonetheless, as I mentioned on several occasions, they are accessible. We can touch their reality through the four things that we talked about. That is, enlightened sages, their presence, that the physical manifestation of the same divinity. That's one most important thing. The other is script, scriptures, shastras, that are showing the path in the human body, through the human body to realize those truths and to touch those beings. And the third is mantra sadhana, the mantras that connect with that. And the fourth uh, is really, uh, it's, it's a total acceptance, shraddha. It's a faith that develops, nishta, shraddha, that this is true. And that's actually the first thing. That's not the fourth thing, but it's really the first thing. It's like the number one, and then you make all the zeros afterwards. You know, if you have a whole bunch of hundred zeros, hundred zeros value is still zero. But if you put a number one in front, it's, you know, that has meaning, that has value. If you put the number nine, it has, nine, it has even more value. You see? If you, if you, one million is less than nine million. It's like that. So the number, you put the number nine in front of all those zeros, that is the Durga Devi, Nav Durga. Meaning what? That the great power that is within us is the goddess. And it is only through that power, that power that has been given to the Jivatma or given through the body and the mind, that sadhana is possible, that the other three things that are possible, contact with gurus, sadgurus, scriptural reading and, and contemplation. And the third thing is mantra. You know, so it's called Sat Shastra is Satsang. Sadvichar, the thinking process becomes purified. That is called Sadvichar. Then Satpurush, or meaning Purush doesn't mean male or female in this, in this sense. A being who is living in the Sat, in the truth all the time. So contact with Satpurush, Satshastra, Satvichar, and the mantra sadhana, the actual bona fide mantras, all of that is Satsanga. Sat Sangha. Sangha means contact. And Sat means contact with that which is actually true as opposed to that which is simply ephemeral, temporary, changing, or even illusory from the Advaitic point of view. All right. So having said that, I want to change the direction of the, the exposition on Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devameshwara uh, in a m much more... Um, direct, practical, day-to-day -day life manner. You know, the metaphysics is obviously there, and, and, and if you, and, uh, at some point, I, I will definitely create like these very long recordings on some of the metaphysics, because it's, uh, it's not something that we can cover in depth in the time that we have. Uh, so, uh, particularly, 
online every single day. We can cover a little, little bit of it, but it'll take like, you know, several years if we covered the, try to cover the whole metaphysics. So I will create special recordings for that. <clears throat> but I've kind of touched on it today. I'm, I'm sorry, touched on it last couple of times. Now we want to examine Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devameshara from our life, from, from where we are. So Brahmaji, Brahma is that creative in, intelligence, creative power that is within us. So one of the most important facts to understand that all of the gods and goddesses that are in the Hindu tradition that we talk about, they are actually inside of us. You know, so it's not, yes, there is this external metaphysical truth also, no doubt, that is called the Vibhu Swarup, but they're also inside of us. Now, inside of us, how do we detect that? Brahma is the creative power. So let's start with this point. Creation. We can only create anything in life if we have material to create with. We cannot create anything unless there is raw material. So the raw material that we have is available in the nature. That is where the scientific development has happened and technological development. Every form of human development is from that creative power, given the raw material. But that raw material by itself is not enough. One has to have the intelligence to create. That intelligence is called buddhi. And that buddhi has power within it. That intelligence, that shakti is called jnana shakti. That intellectual power that is within the brain, the bigger brain of the human being, has allowed us to become creative beings in every dimension of life. So that creative power, <coughs> excuse me, that creative power is responsible for every form of development, sociological, technological, scientific, etc. In our life, the way it is now, we can recognize through the process of internal evolution of our energy, our, as our energy grows from childhood and then onwards, we have more and more creative power that may open. So there is a state where the creation continues to open, 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 open within one, oneself. More and more understanding and different abilities, different, uh, different ways of, uh, of, of, uh, of uh, enjoying the material world and different ways of really interacting with the material world, different ways of trying to develop oneself further. All of that newness comes about. That is called newness. Newness means that there isn't dullness in our life. When we wake up in the morning and we genuinely feel energetic and there's just a beautiful path ahead, wonderful things to experience throughout the day. We have uh, you know, good food to eat. We have some nice intellectual stimulation. Some, some creative activity will be done that we may rest a little bit. We are in a very positive frame of mind. So the energy is expanding rather than contracting, as in our Angel Wing program, Dr. Berman talks about that all the time, right? So that expansion is that Brahma Tattva, is the, is the Brahmaji's power within us. It's in the chakras actually, but the chakras are deeply hidden. Uh, we can, we're accessing that same power 
uh, as the as the mind begins to expand further further our day-to-day -day life becomes a symphony of joy it is called divya ananda see ananda is what what is the difference between ananda versus sukhendukh sukhendukh we know we understand that is a polarity that is a duality but we can live in this world in the day throughout the day because we're doing sadhana our goal is to reach a state of undisturbed creative joy this is very practical just as brahmaji in the, the transcendental being brahmaji experiences tremendous joy in the creation of the brahmand similarly we can also experience and we in fact should experience tremendous joy in the creation of the experience we are looking for during the day daytime in the jagrat avastha i hope that point is clear we are in three states jagrat sapna shushupti even brahma ji has these states but we cannot understand that that is a transcendental phenomena we have to reach satya lok to understand that but in our jagrat avastha we can choose to be creative and not damage our internal flow of power that is where the durga devi upasana connects beautifully so that the energies begin to expand and the mind the inner space is not cluttered it is not moving in repetitive cycles which we have also talked about hundreds and hundreds of times but we need to keep talking about that because those repetitive cycles are not creative they are in fact entrapments they are a type of internal entrapment so to come out of the repetitive cycle the creative power of brahma is with us so we we are although we're living in cycles we are not internally trapped inside those cycles so let's look at some examples of this you know we go through our daily routine so many things we are going through <coughs> like taking a shower take a simple thing like taking a shower but taking a shower can be one of the most extraordinary experiences we if it is done in a creative manner there's a newness in the experience the the experience of the senses to be fully in touch with the experience of the senses completely that's meditation so in many of many forms of the um tantra literature and tantra means integration it means to not deny the experiences of the senses it is saying go into the experience to their culmination in the in the present moment with <coughs> without running after the more of that experience so that is what brahma ji the transcendental being actually does he just has a thought and the brahmand is created you know it's like that so so that that the power to experience the creative joy 
is with us also. And it is with us in every experience of life. You know, there's that uh, movie that came out, the, that new Karate Kid movie with that uh, African-American actor. I don't remember. If, I don't know if you've seen that. You should watch that. If you haven't seen that movie, watch that movie. There's actually a scene in there where the instructor tells that 12-year-old kid to you know, pick up his jacket and kind of put it on that, on that stick over and over and over again. And in doing that, within about a week or so, almost like 25 different karate moves were taught just from that one act. See, this is where martial arts and all of this, where did this all come from? It is all creative power. It is the mastery of the possible, it is the mastery of the body. But before you get to mastery, there are so many possibilities. So in our life, in every aspect of life, irrespective of where we are in our stage of life, as long as we're alive, we can be creative beings. And that's what I'm going to focus on today is that it's the creative power within us. That creative power has so much intrinsic truth because we are living in this world not simply to die. We are living in this world so that we can we can prepare for a death that is creative. That is the transcendental progression. But while we are here, we can fully and thoroughly experience the nature of the of the Bhurloka, of the of the earthly plane in the most magnificent manner without getting caught in the earthly plane. That is called creative destruction. This is an expression, I heard that expression for the first time in one of J. Krishnamurti's writings. But that expression is used in many ways. And Shiva is also creative destruction. So we'll get to Shiva a little bit later in terms of the, this, this stotra. But the fact is that in, in the present, we have the opportunity to take each hour of our day and make it creative. And not simply repetitive with regards to the destruction of energy. That destruction of energy is not Shiva. It is not Vishnu or Brahma or Brahma Vishnu Shiv. That destruction of energy is our own ignorance, damaging the power Brahma Vishnu Shiv have given to us. See this point. How beautiful that is. If you know, Even if one day can be lived like that, one would be enlightened. One full day, 24, in, one, in one day, one 24-hour cycle, there's no damage to energy, there's creativity, and there is phenomenal openness psychologically, then the waking state is a symphony of joy. One is moving from one experience to another, but has a profound vision of the waking state. That is what Vedanta gives us. Vedanta gives us a vision of the waking state. The Vedas... And the way the mantras and all, they give us the opportunity to change the experience in the waking state. The waking state can be changed by the way the mantras. But to go beyond the, the way the mantra is Vedanta. Beyond the way the mantra is the realization of the Atma. The way the mantras are within the realm of the waking dream and deep sleep state to change the experience. For example, Shri Sukta Mantra, which I mentioned before. If you do Sadhana Shri Sukta Mantra regularly, 
people who have are having financial difficulties, they're having other obstructions in their career and all those kinds of things, that can be removed that way. That is why it is there. It is a Vedic medicine to change the experiences in our life. So in Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna Bhagavan is also teaching us, he's teaching Arjun because it is a Brahma Vidya scripture, go beyond the Vedas. This is written in the Gita, people may not know that. The Gita is teaching to go beyond the Vedas. Because Trai Gunya Vishaya Veda, the, the, the Vedas are within the realm of the three Gunas. Sattva Gun, Rajogun, Tamagun. For example, if I want a high power job and I need more money or this or that, I, there are mantras for that. So there's sadhana for that. And then that can come. Or if somebody wants children, there's sadhana for that. So the way the mantras are for those purposes. But not to mistake in this point, if one goes further in the Veda mantras, that creative power within the brain, within the mind opens up in such a way that it will eventually lead to the Vedanta. It will lead to that point of the Atma. See, that's why when we do the um, Siddha Kunjika Sotra, you know, the beginning of, the, of that Havan is like this, you know, it's Om Aim Atma Tattvam Shodhyam Namasvaha. So what is the meaning of that? See the Aim Bij Mantra, it is the Mahasaraswati Bij Mantra, it is the creative power. Right? So that great Aim Seed Mantra will give you all kinds of knowledge available in this world. But it will also open the doorway into the Brahma Vidya so that the Vedantic texts and the great sages' teachings on the Atma and the Brahma, the, you know, the, 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 the teachings of the oneness of the Atma and the Brahma, that realization is Vedanta. How tremendous this is. You know, so how do we begin? We have been beginning, we're doing this, but again, mind is such a thing that it goes always back to its default old repetitive patterns. And to change that fundamentally is the creativity that is available for us. So we profoundly change it. And just as Brahma is, is, is uh, you know, um, uh, using that in tremendous power to create uh, the whole Brahman, to create the different lokas and all that, in our life, we can use our power to create whatever we want to create. Now, look at humanity. Humanity has created all kinds of developments for that are constructive humanity has also created all kinds of developments that are destructive you know like nuclear power nuclear power is just nuclear power it, you can be used as a weapon it can be used to light up millions of homes <coughs> similarly in our life because life is short we want to utilize that power for the ultimate realization that for, for God. But while we, while we are going towards that path of ultimate realization, we are also living in this world. We came in this world to experience this world. It's not running away from the world. It is masterfully navigating through it, experiencing the ups and downs and all the different forms and everything that comes. And at the same time, joyfully reaching our destination. And the obstructions in the material world, material world are reduced, this is my opinion, unequivocally reduced if, they, if, a devote, if an individual combines Shiv and Shakti Mantra Sadhana. If you combine the two together 
and you do do any kind of upasana that you want but when you pull them together it is going to completely evolve your life further simply because who wants i mean think of it this way nobody wants problems in this material world but the material world is full of misery and problems you know so so again that there's many reasons behind that we don't want them so what we want is we want to remain free of those difficulties that is why shiv shakti uh, upasana bhakti is necessary and then though as those as those difficulties go away then the life is very smooth now if the life is very smooth then what that is where then we can enjoy the life at the same time mix in the spiritual wisdom and the mixture of that spiritual wisdom is also that creative power within the mind mixture of the spiritual take the example of taking a shower sounds like a silly thing to say but you have let's say let's say you have five different soaps you know if you go to any indian store you get all these fancy soaps right chandan and this and that all these fantastic i don't even know all the names actually so so why not put some five or put like 10 different kind of soap in the shower i don't know if anybody does that or not and said i want to make this into a divine experience can you do that that's creativity it sounds silly to say that every experience that is available to us that is by the gift of god that we have the experience why not utilize the intellect to get the most out of the experience and at the same time recognize the source of the experience that is that is paramatma if if i'm taking a shower with a nice uh, like a chandan uh, uh soap and I, i really enjoyed for let's say 10 minutes or something like that but it, but now what to do in that experience if you take namashivaya 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 mantra or any mantra you like while doing that now that same activity that you are enjoying within the realm of the three gunas in in this case let's say sattva gun raja gun maybe mixture now it becomes gunatit the same experience breaks out of the three gunas into the gunatit state beyond the three gunas when you when you start mixing the mantra with that now the experience has gotten that higher touch that is a, a, that is a higher level creativity you see so the same experience of using a soap to clean the body which we could just say, oh this is just so nice and i enjoy it but now if you mix inside there the smaran of paramatma then you know what happens that activity becomes puja has anybody ever thought about taking a bath as a puja but hold on wait a minute time out when we actually do this puja archana and do the abhishek and all that you know we do all the snan right of the deities the the, the bathing with the, with the different forms of water and milk and milk snan and the honey and what is all of that what is that actually that's what i'm explaining here it is it is using the best substances and to connect with god that way you see so don't we put lotions on our body don't we take shower every day do we consider that as a puja as the same thing as doing a snan for the deity do we do that we don't do that usually we say oh that we will worship the parmatma in the form of the image form in puja archana but we leave it there we don't do it to ourselves actually and i'm not trying to say that one should think one is god and i don't mean it in in that in that negative way but in reality the actual creative power is present in the experiences of the material world and once we are able to connect the experience with that devotional and 
and divine approach and attitude, then, then not only are we connecting with the transcendental Brahma, we are connecting with who created Brahma also. Okay, that's enough for today. That is more than enough for today. We will continue tomorrow on this and from a different angle tomorrow.